Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. For wonders. And we began our teaching series from the second Sunday of this month looking at commanding the supernatural commanding the supernatural and today is the part three of that teaching series commanding the supernatural by way of introduction i like you to avoid any kind of distraction and focus on jesus in this service there's a word he has put in my mouth for you and i pray that you will not miss it in the name of jesus amen commanding the supernatural and we have said and established by God's word that every child of God is born for signs and for wonders. Every child of God. And not just every child of God and our children inclusive. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given to me, we are for what? We are for signs and for wonders. So every child of God and their children and their loved ones are ordained to be for signs and for wonders. However, we have also established that, yes, we are ordained to be for signs and for wonders. However, please take note. However, even though we are ordained to be for signs and for wonders, we must grow to become a son in order for us to command the supernatural. We must grow to become a son. You must grow to become a son. You are ordained to be for signs and wonders, but you must grow from being a child to be a son. The world is not waiting for children. It's waiting for the manifestation of sons. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. He said, I and the children, from verse 19, please. Romans chapter 8 and verse 19. He said, the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Not children. They are waiting for the manifestation of sons of God. If you read also Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, the Bible made it clear concerning Jesus Christ. He said, unto us, a child is born, but unto us also a son is given. So you must grow from being a child to a son in order to command the supernatural. So commanding the supernatural is for sons. And that talks about maturity. Growing in the word. Ensuring you lay hold on the word of God. Like God said unto Moses. He said you will take this rod. And we know the rod is the word. 
He said, thou shalt take this rod in thy hand. Exodus chapter 7 and verse 11. He said, you will take this rod in thy hand. Wherewith you will do signs. And so we know it is through the word that we command signs and wonders. Shout hallelujah. And so we have also established, this is just by way of introduction, we have also established that to command the supernatural, you must know who you are. Say with me, I know who I am. Say one more time, say I know who I am. You must know who you are before you can command the supernatural. The supernatural is for those who know who they are in God. You discover that situations and circumstances will always come to ask you, who are you? They came to John in John chapter 1 and verse 19. They say, who are thou? That we might give an answer to those who sent us. Who are you? Who are you? Every situation you are confronted with is asking that question. Who are you? Do you know the son and the daughter of whom you are? Acts chapter 19 and verse 15. He said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are ye? That's a demon-possessed person. The evil spirit was asking, who are you? Do you know who you are in God? Understanding who you are is what determines the level of command you can have in the supernatural. Knowing who you are. John chapter 8 and verse 12, they came to Jesus and he said to them, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Anyone that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but you shall have the light of life. Know who you are. God has put you and positioned you in this world to be a shining light for the world. And he says no one lights a candle and put it under the bushel. I pray for you, whatever has hidden your shining, today they shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. You know the Bible says the light of God's word always shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. John chapter 1 and verse 5. So when the word of God shines on you, your destiny cannot be hidden. Say with me, my destiny cannot be hidden. Say one more time, say my destiny cannot be hidden. And let me say this, usually when I say say this, because you are not here physically with me, you can type it on the various places where you are watching and say, this is what I'm saying. My destiny cannot be hidden because I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world, just like Jesus Christ. So who are you? I am the light of the world, just like Jesus. Because as the Father has sent him, that's how he's sending us. So this morning, by God's grace, we'll be looking at a few things that will show us more who we are in God, which will also help us to be able to command the supernatural. Number one, who are you? By redemption, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that place is far above principalities and power. Say with me, I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. And it is far above principalities and powers. Shout hallelujah. The Bible speaking in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6 made it clear. He said, he has raised up together with him. 
in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2 and verse 6. The place where you are seated is in heavenly places. You are sitting together with Christ. Not in this world, but in heavenly places. In heavenly places. That's why you don't say as a believer, eh, the devil is speaking to me. The devil is under your feet. How did he crawl from your feet to be speaking to you? The devil does not speak to me. Only God speaks to me. Stop hearing the voice of the devil. No! You are seated far above where the devil can access. And that Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 21 makes it clear. He said that place is far above principalities and powers. So where you are seated is not just in heavenly places, but is far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Shout hallelujah. So where you are seated is far, 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 far. The enemy cannot reach you where you are seated. Shout hallelujah. Number two, who am I? By redemption, I have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Say with me, I have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. God has translated us according to Colossians 1 and verse 13. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. He said he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. He has delivered us from the power of darkness where witches and wizards operate the power of darkness and he has translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. So even though you are in this world, you are not of this world. Where you are is where the power of darkness cannot reach. I remember a testimony of some group of people, you know, they normally will get a mirror. And when they get that mirror, in the negative spiritual realm, when they get that mirror, whoever appears in the mirror, they make some incantations and throw something to, to such people and then the person will die physically. And according to the testimony of one of them, they tried to do the same for God's servant, a presiding bishop, Bishop David Oyedeko. Nothing appeared. Because where he is, is far from where they are. So also you and I. Where you are is far from where diabolical witches and wizards, diabolical people can reach. Shout hallelujah. God has translated you. No matter what your background was before you gave your life to Christ, once you give your life to Christ, you are translated. It's just like going on a flight. When you are on a flight, no matter the height, if it's 10,000, 50,000 feet above sea level, that is the realm and the height where you are flying. Whatever height the flight, the plane is flying, that is the realm where you are flying. Jesus has translated us from the power of darkness and he has now brought us to the kingdom of his dear son. Shout hallelujah. This understanding is crucial. 
Why? Because situations and circumstances of life, we want to make you believe that as an ordinary woman being, everybody is facing the same thing. You know, you also should have a share. No! Say with me, I refuse to share out of evil. Say one more time, I refuse to share out of evil. Evil will not come near you. Evil will not come to your house. In the name of Jesus, no matter the evil that is going on in the world, it will not come near your dwelling. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear your believing? Amen. Because why you have been translated to the kingdom of his dear son. This is crucial if you will operate in the supernatural. Because operating in the supernatural, we also require that you have a supernatural mentality. Proverbs 23 and verse 7, he said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you are thinking that you are, that is who you are. Don't think negative. Don't think of loss. Don't think of evil. You know, certain evil happens to some people and they say, ah, I thought as much. You didn't think it well. Think right. Think positive. Don't think that as you go out, that virus will come. No. Think well. It's a matter of the mind. God has translated you. You have to begin to see yourself as one that has been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. Shout hallelujah. Number three, who are you? I am redeemed and overcomer. Say with me, I am redeemed and overcomer. Yes, you are redeemed and overcomer. Why? First John 5 and verse 4. He said, whatsoever is born of God, does what? Overcomes the world. Anything that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. Anyone whatsoever is born of God overcomes. So you are meant to overcome that challenge. I've had God's servant, a presiding bishop, say before that, that your challenge is not unscriptural. But to be overcome by the challenge is unspiritual. No, no. You cannot, see, in this world, Jesus made it clear, there will be tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. John 16 and verse 33. Be of good cheer. In this world, there will be tribulation. It is one tribulation that is going on now all over the world. I have spoken to you that in me have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. If you have somebody beside you, say be of good cheer. Someone on the other side, say be of good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. And the same way Jesus has overcome, he's saying that to you that as you are born again, a redeemed child of God, you also overcome the world. That's what 1 John 5, 4 says. But what is that tool, an instrument that makes you overcome? He says it's your faith. Even our faith. And so in this service today, we'll be narrowing down on looking at commanding the supernatural by the power of faith. Commanding the supernatural by the power of faith. We have established that at the base of the supernatural is the word of God. The word of God is, the, is what helps us to demonstrate. Everything about the supernatural is the word. 
is the word. Take the word. We are with you with do signs. However, please take note of this. It is faith in the word that actually enables us to command the supernatural. And I'll show you that very quickly in this service because we are going to be making prophetic declaration. I believe many of us still remember our personalized prophetic declaration for the year. This prophetic declaration was given to us this year. And in this prophetic service, we are going to be releasing these blessings over us. That everything God has spoken, because he said it even before the year began, that it will be our year of breaking limits. For Shiloh last year, he has told us that it's our year of breaking limits. So we are going to be reenacting that over our life. The media will put it on the screen when the time comes. So we are going to be reenacting that. That Lord, this is what you said at the beginning of this year. And none of your word will fail. I pray the word of God will not fail in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. What is faith? If it will take the power of faith to command the supernatural. No ambiguity. What is faith? I'll give you just three quick definitions of faith. And then we move on. Number one. Faith is an unwavering confidence in God until the desired result is obtained. Faith, take note of this, is an unwavering confidence in God until the desired result that you want from God is obtained. When you are operating by faith, you cannot afford to waver. Romans chapter 4 and verse 20, we saw concerning Abraham. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God. Can I tell you this? No matter how spiritual, you, no matter how founded in God you are, situations will come that will make you stagger. But he staggered not. It is one thing that the situation to make you stagger comes, it's another thing for you to stagger. He said he staggered not. In fact, if you are not faced with challenges of life, I'm not sure that you are really a faith person. It's just like a child that is not writing exam cannot change class. Every challenge that comes to you in life is another test for you to take to change level. I see you changing level. Every hold of stagnation over your life shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. I say every hold of stagnation over your family shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus. So faith is unwavering confidence in God until the desired result is obtained. What is it that you desire from God? You are desiring to be married? Confidence in God and his word. Get into the word. What as the word says? Is anyone who finds a wife finds a good thing? And obtains favor from the Lord. He says, seek ye out of all the book of the law. None shall want our mate. Because my mouth has spoken it. My spirit has gathered it. Search from the word. Whatever he has said in his word. With unwavering confidence. And say, Lord, I won't give up until this comes to pass. That is faith. The challenge most time is that we give up too soon. You have prayed, you have fasted, you have done all you know to do in your words. I've done all I know to do. But what does the word say about this situation? In that Romans chapter 4 and verse 20, Abraham had every reason to give up. Almost 100 years old. 
He said he staggered not through unbelief, but he was strong in faith. What was he doing? Giving glory to God. Lord, I thank you because I know your word will come to pass. Verse 21, the Bible says, being fully persuaded that whatever God has promised, he was able to perform. And when he got to that point, God said, you now deserve a son. If you won't let him go, he will give you your heart desire. Refuse to give up. Refuse to give up. Yes, the situation is tough. You are seeing it right before your eyes and it looks as if failure is looming, but refuse to give up. Say with me, I refuse to give up. Say with me, I refuse to give up. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's one definition of faith. Number two, faith is the spiritual trigger for the supernatural. Faith is the spiritual trigger for the supernatural. I've said this before, that God is powerful any day, any time. His power is unlimited. There is no hand to what God can do. However, what triggers the flow of the supernatural, the almightiness of God, like God's servant, Pastor Paul in nature, we call it, he said the obadabadaness of God is almighty, is large, is all-encompassing. There is no stopping him. He's so big, he feels all in all. He has all the power, but the part of God that you can trigger and acquire and get for the miraculous is dependent on your faith. Mark chapter 6 and verse 4. Jesus, the Bible told us that he went into his own country and to his own people. And he said, and a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country. He has honor everywhere except his own country. Among his own kind and his own house. Why? Verse 5. The Bible says, and he could dare do no mighty work save that he laid hands upon a few folks and healed them. Why? What happened? Verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their... Jesus, the one that has solution to every challenge of life, got there, but he could do no mighty work. The mighty God could do no mighty work. You know why? Because of their unbelief. Unbelief is what short-circuits the power from flowing to you. Unbelief, unbelief, unbelief. So, what is faith? Faith is the spiritual trigger for the flow of the supernatural. If you like, call it the spiritual switch. What it is, what turns on the supernatural. Wherever you are, perhaps, I believe, there will be a switch where you turn on the light. That is what faith, what that switch on the wall is, that is what faith is. Anytime you need God to come on, don't switch him on by faith. Once God sees faith, is turned on. We saw the woman who was with the issue of blood in Luke chapter 8 and verse 45. She pressed through the crowd up until when Jesus said, who switched me on? Who turned me on? It was a faith that turned Jesus on. So faith is the spiritual trigger, is the spiritual switch. Everybody was pressing, but only one woman turned him on. 
by our faith. So anytime you are desirous of the supernatural, turn God on by your faith. When he sees faith, he will always stand still. Like he did for the blind Bartimaeus. He was blind, but he wouldn't let him go. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he stood still. And by that faith, in him, the Bible says, he said, receive your sight. I pray for you, every negative situation in and around your life, by your faith, God will turn them around. In the name of Jesus. I say God will turn them around in the name of Jesus. Number three definition of faith, we look at very quickly in this service. Faith is a spiritual force that is within us which determines the triumphs that we experience without. Faith is the spiritual force inside us that will determine the kind of triumph that we experience without. Faith is of the heart. He said, with the heart, man believeth. With the heart, with the heart, with the heart. Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. So it takes your heart. The place where faith is cultivated is in the heart. He said, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So faith is that spiritual force inside of you. Others may not see it outside, but it's inside you. And it's what determines the kind of triumph that you experience without. We are, remember we have said that if you as a believer, you are not living a supernatural life, your redemption is questionable. If there is no miracle around you, there's nothing that people can see and say, this is the hand of God. And people will begin to doubt if you are truly saved. And I pray for you. By the power that is in the name of Jesus, I decree that your life from today becomes a supernatural life. In the name of Jesus, miracle signs and wonders will begin to follow you. In the name of Jesus, everything about your life begins to take a new turn. In the name of Jesus, even in this service right now, whatever you are believing God for, I decree it all to you for a testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, it's a spiritual force inside us that determines the kind of triumph that we experience outside and in our life. You remember Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. If you shall say in your heart and say to this mountain, be thou removed and will not doubt in your heart. But believe that whatever you say will come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you, you say. So faith is of the heart. Make sure you cultivate, you generate it in the heart, and then you experience victory and triumph without. But let me quickly say this in this service. Faith is in levels. Say with me, faith is in levels. You agree with me? The faith perhaps that you need to cast out Headache is different from the one you need for migraine. It's in level. That's why some people can pray, you know, on, on certain ailments, and it looks as if they're doing the same for another, and it's not going because it's on different levels. And can I say this? You know, there are some people's faith that believe that when they take medicine or they take drug, they'll be well. 
There is no sin in taking drugs. No, there is no sin in taking medicine. So if that is the level of your faith, don't say, well, because that other person uh, refused to take medicine, and so also I will do this. If your faith is not yet at that level, take the medicine given to you by the doctor, it will work for you. However, there is a better way to live. There is a realm that you get to that you are not even sick at all, not to talk of needing it. Shout hallelujah. So faith is in levels. You must know your level per time. Know your level. And that's why we say it's of the heart. You have your own heart. The other person has their own heart. And so you must, the important thing is that you must desire to grow. Don't remain at the same level. Say with me, I refuse to remain at the same level. So you must grow from the level where you are. So the first level of faith is level of no faith at all. Mark chapter 4 and verse 40. We remember Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. And then a wind arose. And then the disciples began to panic. And he said to them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And that is where many people are. They are the level of no faith. No faith at all. No faith. Everything that they do is by common sense. Seeing, hearing. If they can't see it, they don't believe it. And you know what faith is? Faith is believing it so that you can see it. You know in the world, people say seeing is believing. Faith is believing to see. And that's why some people have said faith is the sixth sense. Is the number six sense that every believer must have. So you have all the touching, all the smelling, all the seeing, all the hearing, but the fifth sense is the faith sense. That even though you can't see, you can't touch, you can't feel anything, but you still believe. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I've not seen it, but I know because God said so, it is done. That's how many people have been free from the hold of fear. Can, can I say this? And I'll still mention this before this service is over. Fear is one of the number one enemy of faith. Anytime you are operating by fear, you are afraid, faith cannot work. So there is a level of no faith at all. No faith. Just hearing the word is not making any difference in his or life. Number two level is what I call failed faith. They used to have it, but it has failed. Your faith will not fail. I say your faith will not fail. Luke 22 and verse 31. You remember? Satan has desired to have you Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. Luke 22 and verse 31. He said, but I have prayed for you. 31 please. Luke 22 and verse 31. Jesus speaking. He said, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Verse 32. Jesus says, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. So there is a level where faith can fail. You used to believe God. You used to be bubbling and say yes. But it has now failed. You know, and it's like somebody that is driving a vehicle that brake failed. <laughs> I tell you, it's a horrible scene. I remember growing up, and in those days, growing up, we normally hire bikes. Uh, 
bicycle, you know, from our neighborhood. And I went, hired this bike. I was excited that day. Who? I'm going to be riding a bike. And they did not tell me that there was no brake. I pray for you, you won't see accident in your life. In the name of Jesus. And I was going and going and it was on a slope. And moving. And I called it in, it wasn't answering. Ah! I was right face to face with a vehicle. And the only option was a ditch. And as I rolled over, went into that ditch, the mark is still on my leg today. <laughs> Your faith will not fail. That is the danger of running with failed faith. And interestingly, some people don't even know that their faith has failed already. And <laughs> can I say this to you? Faith failure is worse than heart failure because the very essence of a belief, if somebody has heart failure, but his faith is still alive, we've had testimony of people who die and then by faith they jack back to life. What are we even saying? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 33. If you read Hebrews chapter 11 and from verse 33, he said, who through faith, they subdued kingdoms, they wrought righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouth of lions, verse 34, they quenched the violence of fire, they escaped the edge of the, the, the sword, out of weakness they were made strong, this is what faith can do, they waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight, the hermits of the alien, look at this, verse 35, he said, Women receive dead, raised back to life again. How? By faith. So even if there is heart failure, once faith has not failed, it will still jump back to life. I prophesy over you today, whatever has failed in your life is jacking back to life. In the name of Jesus, that your failed marriage, it will jump back to life. In the name of Jesus, that failed situation, it will jump back to life. They told you you failed that exam. God of heaven, by faith, it will enable you to pass it. In the name of Jesus. Number three level of faith is little faith. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 31. Remember when Jesus was walking on water and Peter said, if it is you indeed, bid me to come. And he began to walk on water and then when he saw the boisterous wind, Peter began to doubt and then he began to sing. But Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said, O thou of little faith. That is another level, a level of little faith. But there is also the level of great faith, number four. The level of great faith. Mark chapter 8 and verse 10. Remember the story of the centurion. Why are we looking at this? So that you can know what level you are per time and desire to grow higher in your faith. Because the stronger the level of your faith, the more you command the supernatural. That is how it works. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 10. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 10. Talking about the centurion. He said, I'm a man under authority. I know how it works. I can say to this, come and he comes and say to that, go and he goes. And Jesus, when he had it, he marveled and said to them that followed him. I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. 
So you can get to the level of great faith and the level of great faith is you, you get to that realm of command. You command this to go and it goes. You torture the enemy, you torture the demons and his courts. You get to that realm when you say to this mountain, and it will answer. That's the realm of authority. That's the realm of the supernatural. And there is the exceeding great faith. That's number five level. Exceeding faith. You know the Bible speaking in 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 3. He said, we are bound to thank God always for you. As it is made because that your faith groweth exceedingly. So it is possible to grow to another realm of faith that is called exceeding faith. That your faith is just abounding. That the same level you were when you gave your life to Christ is not the same level you are now. So desire to grow in faith. Desire to grow in faith. And why is faith relevant to commanding the supernatural? We look at three things very quickly and then we begin to round up. How relevant is faith to commanding the supernatural? Number one, faith puts the believer in command of the supernatural. It is faith that hands over, over the baton of the supernatural to you. It is the one that puts you in command of the supernatural. Shout hallelujah. So why must I grow my faith? In order to command the supernatural, it is faith that gives you the authority to command the supernatural. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. Until faith grows, the supernatural is not in view. If only thou can believe. That's what Jesus said. All things. How many things? All things. How many things? All things. Including your own thing. He said all things are possible to him that believe it. I pray for you today, whatever looks impossible, by faith, God will make it a cheap possibility. It is possible to get to the realm of abundance, that you are not struggling, that everything is working for your good, but you must labor to grow your faith. Everything that is available in the kingdom is obtainable by faith. Write that down. Everything available in the kingdom is obtainable by faith. Everyone that came to Jesus, all is asking them according to your faith. That's why it is safe to call faith the currency of heaven. If it is available in heaven, faith is the currency to get it. Yes, if it is available, faith is the currency to obtain it. That is why faith is crucial to commanding the supernatural. And can I quickly say this? It is not just any kind of faith. There is the unshakable faith. The realm of faith that we also call trust. That even if God does not do what you want him to do, he still remains your God. <laughs> when you get to that realm, then God appears. Remember Daniel chapter 3 and verse 17. The three Hebrew boys said, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. The God that we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fearing furnace. And he will deliver us. But listen to this verse 18. Even if he will not deliver us, we will not bow and serve your God. <laughs> when people begin to speak that way, God shows forth. 
So it is not just faith we are talking about. You know, this kind of faith that many believers operate in and say, where God, if you don't do it quickly, I will backslide. No. Uh, as if God needs you and I. No, God is God. Whether you backslide is God. You front slide is God. He is God. Anywhere you move is God. He said, I am that I am. Please, don't join the believers that think they are doing God a favor by operating by faith. No! No! He is your God, whether he performs or not. He is your God, no matter what it is you are confronted with. That's why some people are challenged and they feel, Lord, but with all these things that is happening, why is it, you know, let, let, let's feel down, let's feel sorrowful. No! Is my God, whether he performs or not. Is your God, whether he performs or not. But when he sees the level of trust, which is the level where God, you do it, you are God, but even if you don't do it, you still remain my God. That's when he acts quickly. I pray God will manifest himself in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two, how relevant is faith to commanding the supernatural? The hand of God that commands the supernatural can only be brought to bear by faith. Because it is the hand of God that commands the supernatural. And the hand will be there. It won't move except by faith. Isaiah 53 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 1. Who has believed our report? He said it is that one that the harm of the Lord will be moved in his direction. Believe the report of God. He said God's hand will be moved. Believe, believe, faith, believe. Who has believed our report? He said, it is to whom the harm of the Lord be revealed. So God's hand will not move except by faith. It is faith that enables us to move the hand of God. God can move the hand of people in your direction. Can I say this to you? Everybody that you are looking for, listen to this carefully, that you are looking towards for any kind of help, maybe it's a job, maybe it's immigration, whatever it is, that person also has family members that need help. But what we move the hand of God over that person to surround you and give you the help that you need is your faith. When faith is at work, God will move men, move resources in your direction. There are people whose life can be encapsulated simply as a man or woman of faith. Everything they've gotten in life, not by effort, not by... In fact, people are surprised. Why is he he? Why is he the one that is in that position? You know what? When you see a man of faith, no matter how little they are, no matter how insignificant they look, when faith is at work, men and resources are moved in your direction. I pray that by the hand of God, resources that you need to fulfill destiny, God will move it in your direction. In the name of Jesus. Number three, very quickly, in this service. Also, our level of command in the supernatural is determined and defined by the level of faith at work in us. Our level of command in the supernatural is defined by the level of faith at work. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So I can do all things. The level of the supernatural that you can command 
is defined by the level of faith that is at work. And that also means every one of us must go and take responsibility. How then do I generate faith? How can I generate faith? Two main channels of generating faith. One, it comes by revelation of God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing until the word comes alive in you. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. Keep hearing the word. And there are also resources that God has put around us. Anointed books. We have books of the month available. Pick them up. Grow your faith. Lock yourself. There's lockdown anyway. And then begin to eat into the world so that by the time you come out of all this, people will know something has changed about you. Get into the world. Get into anointed material. Grow your faith. You only have one life to live. Make the most of it. Faith has one major source and it is in the world. It comes by hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing and understanding the world. Number two major channel of faith is by the voice of God. By what? The voice of God. When the voice of God comes, then faith is born. You know, if, if you are sure that it is God that told you to go to a particular establishment, to go and apply for a job there, or to go and meet a particular person, you can be sure, if it is God who said it, he will bring it to pass. I remember the testimony of somebody in our dream. God gave her a phone number. Listen to this testimony. God, somebody was sleeping and he got a phone number in the dream. This happened in Africa. And he, when he woke up, he said, ah, which number is this? He doesn't have any of such number. Call the number. The person happened to be the governor of a particular state. He said, God said I should call you to help me. That's how that person transferred money to this woman who called by a mysterious number that she got in the dream. I tell you, what you need is within reach for God. But you cannot access it without faith. And one of the ways to generate faith is by access to the voice of God. Studying and looking at situations and scenarios in scripture where there have been challenges, famine, and all manner of things that is similar to this lockdown. And I found out that one of the major tools that God uses in bringing people out of challenging situations is his voice. He said to Isaac, Isaac, stay in this land and I will bless you here. Stay in this land. I told Abraham to get the heart of your father's land, but you stay here. I want to bless you here. Isaac would have made a journey that would have wrecked his destiny. And that is where the voice of God comes. Do you even know how God speaks to you? You must go and know how he speaks to you because the voice of God is what generates faith in you. If you hear that voice and it tells you what to do, you can be too sure you will not fail. You can be too sure you cannot fail. You know why? Even if this thing is black and God says it's white, as soon as he's saying it, he's turning it to white. That is why God cannot lie. Everything he tells you will always come to pass. So go and walk on hearing the voice of God. Go and walk on hearing the voice of God. Psalm 23 and from verse 3 all the way down. 
talking about how powerful the voice of God is. He said the voice of God is full of majesty. He said, please, Psalm 29 from verse 3. He said the voice of God is powerful. The voice of God is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord is upon many water. He said the glory of God turned, the Lord is upon. If you read down all the way to verse 10, talking about the power that is in the voice of God. When you hear that voice, everything, everything, living, non-living things, answer to that voice of God. May you hear the voice of God. As we begin to round up, how do we then engage faith? We generate faith by the revelation of the word. Keep growing in the knowledge of, word, of God's word and also by access to his voice. But how do we engage? How do we deploy it? So what we've talked about is like bullets. When you have a bullet, you load it into a gun. But how do you release it? How do you pull the trigger? It's by the word of your mouth. You will pull the trigger of faith by the word of your mouth. Why? Because the words that we speak, they are seeds. The word that we speak, they are seeds. And the Bible speaking in Genesis 8 and verse 22. Why the heart remaineth? Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, summer, winter, day and night shall not cease. So the word of God is a seed. In the parable we are told that the seed is the word. Mark 8 and verse 13. The seed is the word. So we know that the word of God is a seed. And so all you need to do is to release that word. Release, you, you, you release the bullet of the word by the words of your mouth. Shout hallelujah. So signs and wonders can turn any stinking situation around as we decree the word. When Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus, what did he say? Say Lazarus! Comfort. Jesus had to release the word for Lazarus to comfort. So the seed is the word. You must speak it out. You must declare it for God to back you up. That's why we normally say a closed mouth is a closed destiny. I pray that your destiny shall not be closed in the name of Jesus. Faith for exploit is guaranteed by declaration. By declaration. You must declare it. What you don't declare, you cannot clear. You declare it. That is why men of faith are men of, 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 of declaration. They speak loud. It looks as if they have loud mouth. You know why? Because if you don't say it, God won't back you up. You know, he said in Mark chapter 16 and verse 20, Mark 16 and verse 20, they went forth. They preached everywhere. God was walking with them, confirming the word. Which word? The word that they preached. With signs following. So there is nothing that God will confirm if you are not declaring anything. Shout hallelujah. Men and women of faith, they are men of voices. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. What does the Bible say? We have the same spirit of faith as is written. I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. The reason why some people don't say it is, but what if I say it and it does not happen? If you don't say it, it won't happen. Declare it. Declare. He said, declare that thou mayest be justified. Shout hallelujah. 
I say shout hallelujah. And how do I declare? You declare it boldly. That is why we are going to be making this confession this morning boldly. That Lord, this is what you have said. And it is what will come to pass in my life. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 81 and verse 11, from verse 10, it said, open your mouth wide. Psalm 81 verse 10, open your mouth wide. And what will happen? I will feel it. Nothing to feel if you are not opening your mouth. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Faith is crucial. But how do you declare and issue words of faith is by the words of your mouth. If it is too big for your mouth, it's too big for your hand to handle. If it is too big for your mouth, it's too big for your hands to handle. In conclusion, beware of the number one enemy of faith, which is fear. The devil is throwing fear all around. He's bringing fear everywhere. But you must beware. Say with me, I will, I will not be afraid. Say with me, I refuse to be afraid. No matter the negative thing you hear around, refuse, reject fear. Reject fear. Reject fear. Reject, by, by all means, reject fear. The Bible tells us that fear is not just a phobia or psychological thing, it is a spirit. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. God has not given us that spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I pray for you, by the word you have received today, your faith comes alive. Every spirit of fear is over. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I believe God has spoken to you. Rise up on your feet wherever you are. Lift up your hands to heaven and begin to appreciate him. Thank him for his word that has come to you today. Appreciate him, glorify him, magnify him. Give him all the praise. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the power that is in your word. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray that by the power of the word that has gone forth today, your life takes a new turn. In the name of Jesus. Just before we close in this service and, and make some declarations over our lives using our personalized declaration for 2020, if you are under the sound of my voice, you are not born again, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The source of faith is the word. And who is the word? Jesus is the word. Faith will not come alive until you give your life to Christ. John chapter 1 and verse 12. As many as believed him, they are the ones he gave power to become sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. So you want to receive him as your Lord and your Savior, wherever you are, raise up your right hand and say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this privilege to give my life to you. I know I'm a sinner, but you came to die for me. Father, forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. I believe I am saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Thank you for saving me. Amen. The mighty hand of God rests upon you wherever you are. The saving grace will save you till the very end and preserve you until the time of his return. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is Lord.